The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always an honor and pleasure to be with you each week and to bring you these wonderfully powerful and positive guests that can help make a huge difference in your life. I do believe you can make your dreams come true, and so do my guests and expert authors. They've proven it, and they're here to help you. You can call us at 866-472-5787. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. My guest today is Catherine Nomura. She is an expert on entrepreneurship, and she joined the Strategic Coach Company, Inc., in 1998. In addition to her work with the Strategic Coach, she advises purpose-driven entrepreneurs, helping them turn their growing visions into realities. Her newest book, which is co-authored with Dan Sullivan, is called The Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you, Patricia. Good. And the website for people to log on to? It's lifetimegrowth.com. Lifetimegrowth.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right. Now, you've written another book, Unique Ability, Creating the Life You Want. Mm-hmm. Uh, what encouraged you to write this book? Well, this book, the laws of lifetime growth are really a set of principles that anyone can use to keep growing throughout their lives. And this is what we do at the Strategic Coach, where I work. We really help entrepreneurs and their families and, and people that uh, that they care about, their teams, uh, to keep growing and keep being more successful and keep making their lives more meaningful and richer in many ways. So it's a lot more than just about money, which is the first thing that a lot of people think of with entrepreneurial growth. Mm-hmm. And, and in the process of, of doing that, we learn some things about what keeps everyone growing, and, and not even just people. Actually, companies also grow this way and organizations grow this way. But really, you know, for individuals, if you know these things, if you know the sort of shortcuts up mm-hmm. front, and it can make it a lot easier and a lot more pleasant to, to follow your growth path throughout what your life. What would you say is the greatest obstacle for growth? Is it communication skills? Is it not feeling that you're making a contribution? What is it? I think for a lot of people, it's not even realizing that growth is the objective on its own, that, mm-hmm. that we often get off the path because we go after money or we go after success or we, we're looking for a certain Short kind of time. status. Short-term fix. Maybe. Yes, and, you know, those things are all great. You know, they're great little goals on the way to to keeping growing throughout your life, but if you get fixated on any one of them, they can actually take you off the path and then stop you from growing in, in other ways. Mm. Growth is actually such a, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a holistic thing. You have to grow in a lot of different ways to keep making your life more meaningful. So what's and the first question learning. someone should ask themselves if they want to start on the road to lifetime growth? One of the things that probably is the, well, the foundation and the, the subtitle of the book actually is, is always make your future bigger than your past. So one of the things that you have to have for yourself if you're going to keep growing is a vision of the future that's bigger than the past. And so you have to ask yourself, is my future bigger than my past? Uh, and that can be a challenging question because, you know, at a lot of points you may think, you know, if you're retiring, you're like, how can my future possibly be bigger than my past? I've already done so much already. Um, or 
you know, if you've encountered a setback or you're just not sure where you're going, it may be difficult to think about your future being bigger than your past sometimes. But one of the things we get into in the book very much is the stories of many people who have been in all kinds of situations where you would think that it might be very difficult to have a future that seems bigger than your past. And yet people do this in, in all kinds of situations. It's entirely possible. And it's really, that's because the future is something that only exists in your mind. So, mm-hmm. you know, you really can make it whatever you want. And then the growth is what happens as you turn that vision in your mind into reality. You know, one of the people that you that endorsed your book, who I've interviewed, is Jack Canfield. Yes. And Jack Canfield, of course, is the, the author of uh, The Success Principles. He is in a new movie called The Secret. Do you know about this movie? I have heard about this movie, yes. Well, it's really interesting because it's exactly as you're describing. What it talks about is how when we really vision, and I mean vision something viscerally so that we really see it and believe it, we start drawing it to us. And that's how we create is to, to get a clear vision and then to see it as though it's here today. Not just out there in the visualization, but an image that's so strong that it really becomes implanted in us. Absolutely, and that you know, and this is really what we're talking about in Law One: always make your future bigger than your past. Just having that vision, and then the key to keep growing um, into to make that vision a reality is that the rest of the laws are really about how you do that on a daily basis. Because growth really is about a whole bunch of little tiny decisions that we make every day, and and some bigger decisions that we make at certain turning points in our life. But we really have opportunities all the time to keep growing. Uh, or opportunities to to sort of curtail our growth if we make the wrong decision. And this is where it really pays to be conscious of what keeps you growing and what takes you off the path of growth. So having the vision as, as the, the sort of the lighthouse to keep you going in the right direction is the first step. And then the next step is understanding what you need to do, what actions you actually need to take on a daily basis, what decisions you need to make, what attitudes you need to have to actually get yourself there. And we can be much more proactive about that as well, which is part of what the book deals with. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. it's um, we get trapped then when we kind of look at the past and think about the way it's been and have fear that that situation may not may stay the same. Yes, that it may stay the same, or sometimes we think you know things will get worse, and you know it's easier. It's much easier to see things in terms of what we already know from the past. It's a little harder sometimes sure. to think about something different, and you know you have to get creative. And this is where working with entrepreneurs who are innovating all the time, we see all the time that they're coming up with bigger visions. But even entrepreneurs find it difficult sometimes to see beyond certain obstacles that seem to be you know really looming. And sometimes those obstacles may be realistic, correct? Yes, absolutely. Sometimes they they very much are. The interesting thing is that, you know, this is where we need creativity, and growth requires creativity and imagination and courage, I think. And the creativity and imagination are what help us to figure out the ways around these obstacles, even if they are real, mm-hmm. uh, because this is where we get to, to innovate and create something new. And just in that process of even thinking our way through, um, you know, thinking about a strategy that will get us over this obstacle, we actually grow even just in that process. You also write that increased confidence is crucial for lifetime growth and that we should always make our confidence greater than our comfort. What do you mean by that? Well, there's an interesting relationship between confidence and comfort, and comfort is one of those things that, of course, we all want to have in our life to some degree because if you're not at least a little bit comfortable, you're never going to feel really happy with your life. And we have actually 
entrepreneurs in our program who for years haven't really ever felt comfortable with where they are because they always see the next place that they should be and so they never allow themselves to be comfortable with where they are, which actually undermines their confidence in some way and that's that's a bit of an irony um, because they don't really see the success and appreciate the success that they've already achieved and so it's difficult to then to then uh, feel confident and positive about the future. Um, you need to have periods of comfort in your life so that you can you know, have a foundation to, to move on to even greater challenges. And challenges, of course, are what make you grow. And challenges require going outside of our comfort zone, and this is what grows our confidence. You know, when you mm-hmm. see that there's something that you can do that's that's more challenging or different than you've done before and then you succeed at it, uh, your confidence grows to a new level. And that becomes a new level of what's normal for you. And you think, okay, I can do that now. Don't now I can think, look at the next thing. Don't you think that to get to that level, Catherine, you need some kind of coach or support team or system that says, okay, you can do this rather than just yourself? You know, I, I think in a lot of cases people just need to go out and do it because this can happen on a very small scale. This can be something as Give simple as... example. Well, you know, for instance, running, you know, or if you, if you, I don't know what you like to do for exercise, but if you, for instance, say, say you're a runner and you, you just, you just decide one day that you're going to go a little further than you've ever gone before. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need a coach. You just need to decide you're going to do it. And then you can see if, if you're successful at doing it, then you know that you can do it. If you can't do it, if you are unsuccessful, then you may decide that you need a coach to get you over some kinds of obstacles that are in the way. You know, maybe you need to train differently or do something different so that you are actually able to do it. But often people can do things that that are a little bit different or a little bit more challenging than what they've done before. They just haven't either thought of it, they haven't tried it, they haven't set it as a goal, so therefore they haven't done it. Sometimes, you know, increasing your confidence can just mean going out and talking to someone that you've never talked to before just to see what it's like to have a conversation with that kind of person. You know, th- these don't have to be things that require uh, a lot of learning necessarily. They may just be things that, that you just haven't, haven't tried to do before. Okay. Now, you have five, actually you have several growths, several laws. And the first one is always make your future bigger than your past, which we've talked about. And the second one is always make your learning greater than your experience. What do you mean by that? Well, in each of these laws, there, again, is a balance. And experience is one of those things that you can have a lot of, but if you don't use it to keep you growing, to keep making your future bigger than your past, it can actually begin to weigh you down. And I'll give you an example of this. I mean, this is where you see people whose pasts are full of all kinds of experiences, perhaps, that they perceive as negative, and they just feel like, you know, like life maybe is is um, is dragging them down, or that they can't make their future bigger because they've had all these negative experiences, and therefore the future is going to be the same. Um, but if you take an experience, and it could be a good or a bad experience, and look at what worked and what didn't work in that experience, then you can learn from that experience and proactively make your future better. So the next time something like that happens, you can you can act differently and and create a better outcome. And you know, we can't you know, if you for instance this can happen on a very small scale. If you're just having a bad day where everything seems to be going wrong, where all your experiences that day feel like, you know, maybe the world is against you it can be difficult to get yourself out of that negative frame of mind. And you can, I think a lot of people probably have had this experience where it just keeps getting worse and worse and you know that you know, until you sleep and you wake up the next day, it's just you might as well forget it. Yeah. But if you 
stop at any point in that day and say, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, why didn't that work? Yeah. And, and then try to transform that experience into learning. You can actually immediately shift mm-hmm. your frame of mind. Yeah, and we're going to take a break, but after that, I want to talk about that, what you just said in context of relationships on the job with people. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes what happens is when we're working with bosses or coworkers, um, if we don't know how to handle ourselves or reframe the situation, they can upset us and ultimately upset the job we're doing. Sure. So that would be a great topic to talk about after the break. My guest is Catherine Nomura, an expert on entrepreneurship, and her book, co-authored with Dan Sullivan, is The Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. And you can log on to lifetimegrowth.com. Is that right? Yes. Lifetimegrowth.com. Okay, and folks, just to remind you that you can listen to Positive Living on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, where we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can also log on to my website, raskinresources.com. My book is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and the book is in its second edition and will be back from the printer shortly, and you can write to me online and I will autograph a copy for you. And, uh, again, you can go on to the website as well. RaskinResources.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, VoiceAmerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game for Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveras, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop, voiceamerica.com. 
everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Catherine Nomura. She's an expert on entrepreneurship, and she's the author of the new book with Dan Sullivan, her co-author, The Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. She joined the Strategic Coach, Inc. in 1998 and advises purpose-driven entrepreneurs, helping them turn their growing visions into realities. She's co-author of Unique Ability, Creating the Life You Want. All right, Catherine, welcome back. Um, and by the way, folks, let's tell you, if you'd like to call, uh, today we're on uh, 11 o'clock Pacific and 2 o'clock Eastern on Mondays. The number, the clear line is 866-472-5788. We'd love to hear from you. 866-472-5788. Catherine, my question is, and I asked you this before the break, is... What do you say to the entrepreneur who is doing well in their business but is having conflicts in personal relationships, or I should say professional relationships with clients, colleagues, coworkers, and they're having difficulty separating that? In other words, they're taking it personally. It's hurting them professionally. What's your advice there? And maybe give us an example. Well, you know, one of the things that that often happens in these kinds of situations is that uh, you know you're, you're seeing the experience and you're getting caught up in the emotional side of the experience, so that it's a little difficult to to get a sort of a clear perspective on how to move forward strategically. And the way that we deal with this in the strategic coach, it has a lot to do with law too. Always make your learning greater than your experience that we were just talking about before the break. In the book, we talk a little bit about how you do that. And when you have this kind of an experience, we, we like to refer to them sometimes as train wrecks <laughs> because they often feel like that where you just have uh, you just have a clash with someone and you know, you're both emotionally impacted by it and you get hooked by that and it takes you away from being productive. From, and usually this happens to both people. It's not just you, the entrepreneur. It's also the person that you're, that you're having this with. They also have some sort of a, an emotional response to it. Um, and... So what you can do to, to sort of diffuse some of the emotion from that situation and instead be able to look at this, you know, how can we make this situation better in the future and how can we create a bigger future out of this is to just look at the situation itself and sit down, you know, both of you or everyone who is involved if it's more than two people and just ask everyone, you know, first of all, what is the situation so it's clear about what it is you're talking about, but then just make a list of what worked in this situation and what didn't work and allow everyone to just talk about it in that framework, what worked and what didn't. So it's not about blaming one person or the other because often what happens in these situations is it's just different points of view. You know, no one was really trying to upset the other person, but obviously there was some sort of, you know, some sort of, miscommunication or lack of connection, something happened there. And the only way that you're really going to find out what that was is by asking. You know, and what worked and what didn't work is a good way to get at it that gets away from blame and gets away from you know anyone being right or wrong in the situation and just looks at what actually happened and how did you arrive at this point. And when you are able to then list all the things that worked in the situation, because hopefully, probably, there were some things in any situation that, that were okay, you know, that did work, uh, whether it's, you know, that you, you each came to the table really passionate about the issue, because that's often what creates these clashes, mm-hmm. is that you're both very, you both care very much about the outcome. You may just have different 
points of view and what that should be or how how to get there. Um, so if you really dig deep and think about, okay, what what is actually working here? What are the good things that we can draw on that we don't want to change? And then look at what didn't work. Uh, what what were the things that went wrong that, you know, and this could be that, well, I felt that you weren't listening to me or I felt that I wasn't, um, that my point of view wasn't being heard or I felt that, uh, that you know, you didn't have all the information. Or there, there could be any number of things uh, that 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 come up, and many of them will not be about the other person. They can just be, you know, things that were wrong with the situation. I mean, perhaps certain things weren't communicated. It might not have been anyone's mm-hmm. fault particularly, but they just weren't communicated, and so both parties weren't so on the same page. So you think it's very, what's very important here is that people must sit down together. Do you think there should be a mediator sometimes or someone else there? You know, often it can be helpful to have a mediator there, but uh, often people can just resolve these things on their own when they look at it from this perspective and, and can leave their emotions aside. Sometimes it's it's useful to have other people there who who have other perspectives on the situation, uh, and, and you know that that really is something that you can that you can decide in the moment whether that's necessary or not. Sometimes if there's a lot of emotion, it's useful to have mm-hmm. other people there uh, to just to just. Be either mediators or even just sort of for moral support, um, but it, definitely having everyone who's involved in the situation there is very helpful because there are always many different perspectives on these things, and communicating about those perspectives is usually the route to discover what was really going on for everyone, so that everyone in the situation gets the whole perspective from everyone's point of view, and then it becomes much clearer. First of all, that no one was trying to sabotage anyone else, or you know, if they were, then you know yes. that 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 yes. also becomes clear. But there are other things that you want to do with that. But usually, that's not the case. Usually, now, now let, let me ask you this, Catherine. Would you say that this third principle would tie into that, which is always make your contribution bigger than your reward? Well, in, in this case, you know, you can make a contribution by by simply participating in this um, discussion, mm-hmm. and the reward. I suppose it can tie in in the sense that your reward might be, um, if you're just focused on your reward or what you're getting out of something, then you're not as focused on the other people and the overall mm-hmm. outcome, uh, which which you know often happens in business situations too. Particularly, we see it more in. in Corporate situations where people are trying to, or in bureaucratic situations, I should say, where people are are trying to sort of, you know, protect their own status or their own their own little fiefdoms, um, and may not be thinking about the overall contribution to the client or to the team, mm-hmm. uh, and that gets in the way of everyone's growth. What people don't realize when they do that is that they're actually limiting their own growth. Uh, all of all of the laws actually have to do with connecting you more with other people and helping you to understand how to create value for other people because that is actually something that we've discovered is quite fundamental to people's growth because it brings you all kinds of other opportunities. When you go out and you create value for others first, then many opportunities come your yeah, way. Give us an example of a client you've worked with that came to you with some of these issues that maybe wasn't this person wasn't doing some of those things, and you worked with them, and it changed. Can you give us a, an example? Well, there's so many. We we often work with clients. I mean, the, the, you know, the, starting with always make your future bigger than your past. Right. Um, you know, we may work with clients who feel very frustrated because they're just overwhelmed by complexity. And you know, this isn't just true of entrepreneurs. There are people. 
in every walk of life who feel this just because everyday life is so complex these days. There's, there's so much, uh, so many demands on us. There's so much information around us. There's so many demands on our time that it's very easy to feel overwhelmed. And when you're really overwhelmed just trying to sort of get through every day, it's very difficult to think about the future. You, you know, you just don't have time to think about making your future bigger than your past when you're mm-hmm. trying to get by. Right. So a lot of what we do with our entrepreneurs is help them to simplify their lives. And, you know, this this has a lot to do with each of the laws, and the laws very much contribute to this because they show you what you need to be focusing on and what you don't need to focus on as much. That if you just do, if you make your contribution, if you focus on contribution, if you focus on performance, and other laws always make your performance greater than your applause. If you focus on uh, questions rather than answers, always make your questions bigger than your answers. If you focus on gratitude rather mm-hmm. than on becoming successful, mm-hmm. if you focus on the purpose that you have in life rather than on making money, then the other things will come as byproducts. You will have, you will get your answers, you will get money, you will have rewards and applause and success come your way, how but they're you, byproducts. How do you help people, Catherine, not to micromanage? I think a lot of folks do that, particularly mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to do all the details and then they get mm-hmm. so stuck that they're losing sight of the vision. Once again, being very clear on the vision is really important uh, and making sure that you communicate that vision to your team if you're an entrepreneur is very important, but also communicating the expectations that go with that vision uh, very clearly because actually, you know, when you, want, when you delegate something to a team member, you want them to not use their own judgment. You want them to use your judgment. You want them to use your standards of judgment. So if you want them to do that, you need to be able to communicate to them what those standards are. And you also need to give them room to make mistakes because how else are they going to learn? So it, one of, the, one of the, uh, the sayings that we have around here is progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you're going to ever free yourself from, from micromanaging, because micromanaging, of course, takes a lot of time and energy and keeps you, again, from focusing on, on the most important things, on how to grow your business, then you, you need to learn to trust your team members, but you also need to learn how to develop their capabilities so that you can trust. Trust is a, is a big one. Mm-hmm. What role does courage and personal integrity play in all of this? Courage and integrity are, are huge for growth. You know, it takes a lot of courage to venture out into the unknown, which is where all growth lies, really. You know, growth means doing something that's different than what you've done before, usually. And it often means, as we said earlier, going beyond your comfort zone into something that, that forces you to learn new things, to, to, um, to do things that you aren't sure what the outcome is going to be of doing those things. So you're taking steps where you don't know what's going to happen necessarily, and you kind of have to trust that, you know, that if you keep if you just keep focusing on the right things, you'll actually get to where you want to be. Um, and that, that's the sort of funny thing about growth is when you make growth a goal, you don't know exactly where it's going to take you. And I think that's what makes growth difficult, even for entrepreneurs who, who are courageous enough to start their own businesses and go out there and take responsibility for their own economic futures. Uh, it's still kind of scary not to know where it's all going to take you. Uh, and, and a lot of people have fears about... Know, losing relationships with people that they 
you know, that they maybe want to have because you sometimes growth means you grow out of certain people or certain mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Sometimes growth means you grow out of certain types of activities. And, you know, you may need to move. There, there are all kinds of things that may happen as a result of this. Now, the reason why you would be doing these things would be because they're giving you greater opportunities, mm-hmm. because, because they're presumably better for you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not scary. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk more about that, about how, you know, about taking chances, about knowing when to move to the next step or when to cut back and, again, those decisions that we need the confidence and the courage to do. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. My guest is Catherine Nemur. She is the co-author of the book, The Laws of Lifetime Growth Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. She's an expert on entrepreneurship and she joined the Strategic Coach, Inc. in 1998. Catherine advises purpose-driven entrepreneurs, helping them turn their growing visions into realities. You can call us after the break, folks. We are at 1-866-472-5788. And we're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positively, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical strategies and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. My guest today is Catherine Amur. She is the co-author of the book, Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. And David Bach, who uh, wrote The Automatic Millionaire, says this little book can change your life as its principles have changed mine. She has some wonderful testimonials. Um, and so, Catherine, welcome back. Thank you. It's, it's good to have you back. And I know that you work with many entrepreneurs and help them um, develop their purpose and grow their visions into realities. Let's talk about, you talked about having courage and we talked a little bit about integrity. How important is integrity? Talk about that. Integrity is critical, I think, to lifetime growth if you want to keep growing along a path and keep growing throughout your whole life. And we see this you know, often with entrepreneurs who are very successful. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a definition of integrity here because I'm not just talking about uh, right and wrong. I'm talking about a deeper sense of integrity, which is uh, wholeness or coherence to your life. Your life, your whole life has integrity where what you're doing matches with your core values so that what you're doing for a living and what you're doing in your personal life as well all sort of comes together around a set of values that you have about how you want to live your life and what you want your life to be about and, and you know, in some cases, people think about what they want their legacy to be. So you're you're moving towards always, you know, living your life um, in integrity with your own values. So it's not it's not so much the the external form of integrity that we often you know hear about in terms of Enron and that sort of thing, but having integrity with yourself and your own values. And you know, we see even with very successful entrepreneurs that they will come to us and they have achieved success by anyone's standards. Um, you know, even by their own standards, they're very financially successful. They're well respected. They have successful businesses. Uh, they have families that are successful, and yet they are not happy, or they don't see where their bigger future is. Partly because, you know, with all the success, they lost track somewhere along the way of what was really important to them. So, although they have money and all the outward, um, all the outward trappings of success, they don't feel like their life is exactly what they wanted it to be at this point. Uh, you know, it's that sense of, you know, you've got all this and then you realize that's not that's not all there is. Um, there, there needs to be more to life than this. And, you know, it's kind of a shame when that happens, although it happens to a lot of people and it's, it's not like it's something that you can't sort of correct mid-course, but I think It doesn't actually have to happen if you see from the beginning what your values are and you have a structure for making sure that as you grow, you stay on track with those values. Because the interesting thing about personal values is that they keep keep you growing, you know, and they keep showing you new ways to to do more in the world. Um, Whereas with money, you reach a certain level and it just isn't meaningful anymore. Stops being. Mm -hmm. So, but your values, you know, and purpose, if you want to create a certain kind of world, that's kind of like a, it's, a, it's a vision that's much bigger than yourself. And so you can, it can keep you growing throughout a whole lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And I personally really understand that because my work, which I've been doing for 25 years, is really all about sharing these um, powerful principles with people 
through the airwaves and kind of being the catalyst. And that's been such a, a purpose-driven thing for me that it just is something that I'm really compelled to do, and it grows. And I think when you have that kind of passion, that it, it feeds on itself. Sure, and I bet you can see that there will always be a bigger future possible with that work. Yes, yes. Someone said that to me recently, you know, that it's not something that stops. It'll just keep growing. That's right, because then you can have more shows and syndicate, and that's true. And that, that part is, is exciting. The it's other really thing good. about it is that it draws a lot of other people to you, a lot of other interesting people with interesting oh, ideas. And, no question. You know, so there's, no there's question. a tremendous richness that comes from... Tremendous living according to purpose just because it, it connects you so much with all kinds of interesting and wonderful things. And it does. It does, and it helps you to grow, too. Yes. And, you know, uh, part of my purpose came from a quote that I read many years ago. Uh, Richard Bach wrote the book Illusions, and in there, Jonathan Livingston Siegel says, the Siegel says, you teach others what you need to learn most for yourself. And I think a lot of us do that, and that's where the richness comes. Because this is something we want in our lives, so we go out and we, and we teach it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have it. It reminds us constantly that this is what we want in our lives, so we do it. Yes. And there's tremendous integrity in that, because you're, you're pursuing your own path. And your path will be different from any other person's path. That's true. You know, even someone else who is wanting to, 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 you know, pursue the same, you know, or share the same principles with the world as you, as you do will not do it in the same way that you do. That's true. And so there's always room for creativity and uniqueness and your own best contribution to the world to come out through that. Well, that's very hopeful. That's very positive and very true. And, and you are like an artist in a sense, as you said, because you're doing it in your own unique way. Yes. You know, you are. I think the challenge for a lot of us is trying to make the financial goals meet, meet the passion. Because when you really love something and you want to make it happen, many times you just do it. Yes. You find other avenues to pursue the income or the financial goals until you can make that happen for yourself. But I think there are folks that if they really know that this is what they're supposed to do, they do it regardless. Yes. And, you know, with many of these things, you know, sometimes sometimes these things should be done charitably, that it's not the kind of thing that you should make money from. But um, often the same sort of, the same principle or the same sort of abilities that you have, the capabilities that you're developing through doing this on a charitable basis are capabilities that you can also use as an entrepreneur in your business. Uh, so the learning and the growth actually connects you or connections that you make through doing things charitably can also help you in your business. So there, there's often a connection. Um, and we, we actually Very have... True. We have a lot of entrepreneurs who go the other way, who, who do very well in their businesses and earn lots of money and then take the capabilities from their business and use that to do the charitable work that they mm-hmm. want to do mm-hmm. and use that as a platform. So they're, they're, it, the things don't have to be at odds, but you don't have to you – know, everything that you do um, doesn't have to be either about making money or about purpose. You can kind of blend – you know, you can have things that you do that are more for making money, but that money allows you – the freedom to go and pursue your purpose in other areas. Um, that's a balance that each person needs to find. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right. Well, here's, here's another principle that ties into what you just said, Catherine. Always make your enjoyment greater than your effort. Yes. This is, this is one of the laws that personally I find the most challenging often because, uh, you know, I, I, for many years, I think was a workaholic. I could have been certified as a workaholic, but uh, lately I've been, I've been getting better at this one. And uh, the reason why you want to do this is because, well, actually, there are, there are two reasons. One is that 
nobody really enjoys working with someone who is making it all about effort and just thinks that everything they do is so difficult, you know, mm-hmm. because they're not that much fun to be around. You know, it's much more fun to be around people who really love what they do. Mm-hmm. And the other facet of this uh, has to do with something we call unique ability, which is, is something we believe that every person has a unique ability at the strategic coach, and we help entrepreneurs yeah. to find theirs. And what your unique ability is is the thing that you're passionate about and really talented at. So it's mm-hmm. where your passion and your talent meet yes. that, that creates really great results, but that you also have a great passion for. Yeah. And, and every entrepreneur has an aspect of this in their business because otherwise they would have never been able to get through the difficulty and the challenges mm-hmm. of starting a business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that passion. No, I, I think I think it's a challenge to be an entrepreneur. I think that it's much easier to work nine to five for somebody else, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's easier. I, I don't know yeah. if it's as rewarding. But I think it's easier. Yeah, I, th- I I would agree with you. It takes uh, you know there there are a lot of things that you have to deal with as an entrepreneur, and and you know if you're not successful, then you're not going to right. Get- and there are lots of aspects of being an entrepreneur that you know you may not be good at, but you have to deal with. Yeah. Whereas when you work for a company, you don't deal with the finances. You know, you don't deal with the hiring and firing. That's right. And <laughs> you don't deal with the supplies. <laughs> and the key is, as an entrepreneur, as you become more successful and you begin to generate more money, you hire people. Yeah, to hire people to do those right. things, right. and to hire people who love doing those things. Yeah, and that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I've learned. I've learned, you know, instead of fiddling with the computer, which is not my expertise, mm-hmm. I bring somebody in because it's it's not using my time in its best way according to my gifts. That's right, and of course, and I know people that will struggle, Catherine, with it. They'll say, "I won't pay anybody," and I'm saying, "But you're wasting time." <laughs> Actually, one of the most difficult things for entrepreneurs to do, and we see this across the board. You know, it's very, very difficult for entrepreneurs to give, especially if you've, you know, you've had to do everything and yes, yes, begin to believe that you know, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Or, you know, it's hard to let go of those things and trust someone else to do them. And yet, when you're able to do that, and especially when you're able to give it to someone who really loves doing it and has a talent for it, it's just so liberating, and it frees you up to be exponentially more productive, but also just to, to have so much more energy and, and uh, such a more positive outlook on the future. And so it's one of those things that can be really difficult to do, but pays back huge dividends when you're successful. Yeah, great. All right, we're going to take a break. If people want to get your book, they go to lifetimegrowth.com. Yes, or they can go directly to amazon.com or to their local bookstore as well. Okay, All right. My guest today is Catherine Nomura. She is an expert on entrepreneurship. She joined the Strategic Coach, Inc. in 1998. And the Strategic Coach has helped over 50,000 people around the world. She works with and advises purpose-driven entrepreneurs, helping them to turn their growing visions into realities. Uh, Catherine is also the co-author of Unique Ability, Creating the Life You Want. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Catherine about, again, the laws of lifetime growth. How do we make our future bigger than our past? How do we succeed at being entrepreneurs? But more than just succeeding, how do we succeed in our fulfillment and our joy as well? All right. You're listening to Positive Living. Um, You can log on to my website, raskinresources.com, get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and listen to all of the programs that are archived on my site. You're listening in to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on voiceamericaradio.com. Visit our website at www.westcoastbusinessreview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products, get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Live in the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Catherine Nomura. She's the author, co-author of The Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. You can log on to LifetimeGrowth.com. Welcome back, Catherine. Thanks, Patricia. I was telling you a story during the break, and I'll just I'll finish this up and, and tell it on the air, tell parts of it. Um, I was working on a project and had difficulty with one of the sure people of the project. And um, it was, and I've known her a long time, and we were actually friends for a long time, but it became kind of a personality issue. I would get these emails that I felt were not very nice and the tonation wasn't nice and there was just a lot of um, reaction to things that I said or did. So finally she called a meeting with me and I wasn't going to do this. I just thought, no, I'm not doing this without a third person. But we sat down over tea and, you know, she said, well, you know, I'm hearing through the grapevine that you're having a problem with me. What's happening? So I just said to her, look, I said, I've got to let you know that when I get these emails, it doesn't motivate me, and it makes me feel like I'm not doing my job. And, you know, it's, it's, and so she didn't say too much, and she started to want to argue about the issues. Well, what's in the email? What are you talking about? What exactly? And I looked at her and said, you know what, I'm not going there. I said, because I don't think that's going to help us. I said, I think we need to look at what the issues are here. 
and um, you know she she started to get a little bit on the defensive when I said that I felt that I was being in a way diminished that you know I I took it as that I wasn't being competent in my work and she says well have you handled a project as big as this before and I said yes I have and she said what is it and I said you know what I'm not going there either so I stopped going to those places and she calmed down and we started really talking about this whole project and we got involved in the issues of the project and the very end of the conversation I said to her look I said we've known each other a long time I said and I want to say this to you if there's something that I've done or a way that I've done it that has been offensive I apologize and I will try to be different in the future and she kind of looked at me and said well I will too and I will tell you that things have changed I mean they're not perfect but things have really changed there is more of an appreciation. There, there's just they've changed. And when I get an inflammatory um, email, I know that it is more personality. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I wrote when I got one, and I said, you know, if I knew that you'd react like this, I wouldn't have written this to you. I was just informing you, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to upset you. And so all of that seems to be working. And I think that that we're we're looking at the at the event, Catherine, as much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And we always liked each other. Mm-hmm. But something just happened. Okay. Do you hear this from other clients? Yes. Well, and you know, this is part of what's behind Law 7, always make your cooperation greater than your status. Exactly. This was one of the laws. There were originally only seven laws, and we added three more, and this was one of the ones we added, and we added it for exactly the kind of situation you're talking about because one of the things that can get in the way of growth, you know, and this happens all the time, is people's ideas about who they are in a situation, and therefore they take a stand and stop seeing how they can cooperate to create the bigger result. You know, that's no longer what's first and foremost in their mind. It's more about, you know, and you, and you said it there when you said, you know, well, what have you done before? Well, what, you know, <laughs> and what are the specifics? When people get stuck in those things, they're getting stuck in often yes, what, in what amounts to a status issue that yes. has nothing to yes. do with cooperating to create the biggest result. And as soon as you get unfocused from cooperation and you get focused on these little minute issues that have nothing to do with, with creating the result, then exactly. you know, you're going to create all kinds of obstacles that don't need to be there. And, and yet it's, you know, it's very hard sometimes in these situations to figure out what's going on because you know, it just seems like you're hitting, you're hitting barriers everywhere you go. Um, what it's really about is attitude. And as soon as you can get focused, you know, get, get everyone focused on just cooperating and just contributing to whatever they can contribute to create the result that you're all trying to create together, a lot of those things just disappear. They don't, they're not... Well, and you know, I, I want to bring something up here, and this is, this is from a psychological standpoint, because one of the things that I know I had to do is when this was happening for me, I was really taking this personally, Catherine. I mean, this was becoming like a big personal issue for me. Mm-hmm. So I sat down one day and I said to myself, what is going on? It's not about her. There's something deeper here. It's never when it gets, as you know, when it's that, when it hits you that hard, it's never that one instant or that one person. And so I went back. And what I discovered was the issue was that I was feeling as though I wasn't good enough. And that was an issue from childhood for me. You know, you're not performing. You're not good enough. You know, you're not going to make it happen. And that was like hitting me on a very core level. And once I got to that, 
then I could understand that the words weren't about that. Yeah, and, you know, and about how you're being treated, whether you're being treated appropriately or not. And it, this is this also touches on, on Law 5, always make your gratitude greater than your success. I mean, in the book we talk about something called proactive gratitude. I'm going to talk about this because it's it's the remedy, part of the remedy to what you're talking about. Yep. It's just how you can start thinking differently about that person who is like your friend in this situation. Right. Uh, when you start appreciating, we're here we're t- not just talking about saying thank you, but we're talking about appreciating the value, the innate value in people and things. And say, you know, what is it that I appreciate about this person? So you can get yourself off of, you know, how they're treating you or, or uh, any sort of, you know, negative remarks that have flown by and just start thinking about what it is about that person that actually does make you want to work with them in this situation. You know, what is this person bringing to the table that is valuable? What do I want to focus on that's positive about them? And if you can begin to appreciate that, you know, what this person can contribute, then you can focus more on on how to cooperate to get that contribution from them and hopefully focus them on that as well, on what it is that, that would really be helpful rather than than some of these other things that are coming out, these other, you know, parts of the conversation that aren't so useful. Uh, because, you know, if you get people refocused on, on the results that you're trying to create and on what they can contribute and what, you know, maybe is something that only they can contribute, uh, what that is, then, uh, again, a lot of other stuff just tends to fall away because they have something positive to focus on. And everybody really wants to be positive in the situation. Mm-hmm. They want to move ahead. It's not that they want to get stuck in these minutiae. Yeah. But That's sometimes true. it takes leadership to, to help show people what and, that and is. And I think what really moved it ahead for both of us is we got we got right into the event. Mm-hmm. We saw that as the greater purpose and really wanted to make it work. Yeah. And one thing she said to me, which I thought, I knew this is when the crack was coming, you know, when, when the door was opening, was when she said, mm-hmm. I know that both of us want this to be a great event. Yes. And when she said that, that's when I knew. Yeah. You know, that she was acknowledging that I cared and she cared and we could really make this happen together. Yes. And, you know, we have, there's a story in the book that's about a, a client of ours who is a politician actually and you know, she often, uh, she would, one of the things that she would do that was very interesting and different from I think the way a lot of politicians approach the jobs was that she would go and ask people from all across the political spectrum what kinds of outcomes they wanted to see in the community and and what they were passionate about. And she would take that information and help use that to build sort of coalitions or build groups of people who could work together to create those things, even though they might not, um, you know, agree outwardly. <laughs> Politically, they might not be able to, to agree in the press, but behind the scenes they could agree mm-hmm. that, that they wanted to see this result. And so sometimes she would be able to broker these kinds of solutions that would happen yeah. almost entirely behind the scenes, you know, just based on the fact that she knew that these people really wanted these outcomes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, Catherine, we're spending a lot of time on this and we're almost out of time, but don't you think this is the basis for all of it, is these relationships that we're building with people? Because if we don't have the teams, we don't get the dream. Sure. You know, the growth is absolutely dependent on other people. No one grows in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. you have to connect with other people. The more you can connect positively with other people in ways that, that engage their talents and their passions with your own um, mm-hmm. towards common goal, the more you're all going to grow together. I really appreciate you being on the program. Thank you it's so much. Wonderful. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Stay on the line for a minute. Thank you so much. Catherine Nomura, co-author of The Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Make Your Future Bigger Than Your Past. And you can log on to lifetimegrowth.com. 
Next week, my guests are married couple Mark A. Michaels, graduate of NYC School of Law, and Patricia Johnson, professional operatic soprano. Teachers of Tantric and Kriya Yoga, they will discuss their approach in their new book, The Essence of Tantric Sexuality, which includes breathwork, meditation, chanting, and yoga. Folks, uh, it's always an honor to be with you each week. I love you all. Stay happy. Stay positive. Know that you can make your dreams come true. Log on to RaskinResources.com or contact me at Patricia at RaskinResources.com. Until next week, have a wonderful day. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.